Welcome to Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarno, a weekly podcast from Relevant Church in Daytona Beach, Florida. We pray that this message inspires hope, help, and healing in your life. And as always, welcome home. You know, I'll tell you now, I'm, I'm real sensitive to the things of God. I've been telling the church this. You know, I'm a little, like, you know, you get labeled being old school or whatever it is. I don't know. But I, I'm a, I'm a, I'll teach the Bible. I don't b- believe in anything else besides the Bible. You're going to have to be a real Christian, 2021, to, 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 to live in the earth. What I don't mean by a real Christian. I mean, like, you have to walk by faith. You know what I mean? You're going to have to really be real about this stuff. And it, 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 it's, not, it's, not, it's, not, it's not, you know, something to get scared about, but it's like we got to sooner or later start living this word, you know? Start believing the word of God. I know you do, and I know you guys are doing good, but it's time to really, really get in there and be like, okay, I gotta be, I gotta be, I gotta be a confessor. You know? I I told him, you know, I went to um, I don't know, went to India one year, went to Africa, I went to India like, I don't know, eight times or something. And uh I went to one year, and I don't know what I know, I'm goof, goofy, you know, I'm coming from America. I don't know, I get there and they're like, Did you get the malaria shot? I was like, I didn't even know I needed one. You know, I was I never forget the guys was like, You better get that malaria shot. Then malaria, all those guys got malaria came. I said, They did? I didn't even know you needed one. I never forget as long as I live. Will was with me the one time we went somewhere, and I was like, we better believe God that we don't get this stuff. I didn't even know I needed faith for this stuff. You know what I'm saying? So then once I put myself in faith, never got it. You know what I'm trying to say? But what I was saying was, who knew you needed it? Now you're walking around America. You need, you need, you need faith to walk through pestilence, plagues. It's true. That's why you're doing everything you can do. Be precautious, but you got to release faith too. You know that. We never lived in times like this. We never lived in days like this. We don't even know what this is like. Then you got to live by faith. You got to walk by faith. You got to you got you got to confess the word of God. It's there's no more this, you know, slipping on by Christianity. You need your faith just to walk out the door in the morning. Right? You know, and then everybody's all, what are we going to do about this? What are we going to do about that? We understand. We got to walk by faith, live by faith, talk by faith. So now it's time we better be led by the spirit of God. And we used to talk like this back in the day. You know, as I was, we were at Kenneth Hagin, you know, we're in Ramah, and um, he used to talk about b- the believer's authority and all these books, but he talked about how to be led by the Spirit of God, you know? And I remember, I remember one time, I'll never forget this story. He was telling, Brother Norville was telling me a story. You know, Brother Norville was telling me a story. He's like, oh, I was with Brother Hagin. We were with Brother Hagin. We were at Luby's. I said, you were at Luby's. They were eating cafeteria food, you know? And uh, he said, yeah, the Spirit of God came on them, and we had to go home then. And I said, well, all due respect, Brother Norville, if you left the plate of food, I know it was the Lord. <laughs> I said, because, you know, I, don't know, I know you like to eat, praise God. I know you're in heaven looking at me smiling. But I said, well, you, he, I said, what did you just do? He said, we went home and we prayed. I said, you prayed for what? He said, we just prayed in the spirit. And about an hour into it, Brother Norville looked at me. His brother Hagin said, Brother Hagin, he said, we got it. Ha, 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 ha. Started laughing. Ha, 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 ha. I said, we both started laughing. I said, Amen. Said five minutes later, phone rang. Ten minutes max. Lady called up. Pastor, pastor, pastor was having a, 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 a massive heart attack. Almost died. Brother Hagen goes, "Oh yeah, we prayed about it." Picks up the phone. Oh yeah, we prayed for him. Prayed for you. Prayed for it. He'll live and not die. Everything will be okay. Boom, 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 boom. Done deal. Click. That's living life in the spirit. We don't realize this is the life we need to be living now. See, we got dumbed down in the church because you, 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 you thought it was going to be this new thing. 
Ain't no new thing with God. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. We've gotten spiritually dull, and it's time to get spiritually sharp again. That you're going to live, walk by the Spirit, walk in the Spirit, talk in the Spirit, live in the Spirit. I'm not talking about goofy, being some weirdo Christian flying on a kite somewhere up in the air. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the basics of Christianity. Romans 8.14 says, for many as are led by the Spirit, they are the sons of God. Romans 8.16 says, the Spirit itself bears witness with our spirit that we are the sons of God. We've got to be led by the Spirit. This is where you got to start checking in with the Holy Ghost, who lives in you, who you are the temple of. Let me tell you right now, you ain't making no mistake going to a Bible teaching church because all your little buddies want to go to that manby-pamby-pansy stuff. I said it, and I ain't taking it back. Well, you know, you're going to talk to you, how long are you going to be here? If you're wondering how long you're going to be here, you missed it before you walked in the door. When you got to live by something, it's a whole new world. I'm not picking on nobody else down the street, but you ain't wasting time. Because I know what you guys get hammered with. Well, you go to church, and you do all that, and you, you do it, you better... You ain't got no other option. This new thing ain't going to make it. What are you going to do? You're going you're gonna to speak to the devil. The devil's going to talk back to you. Come on. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? You got to know who you are in Christ. You got to know your identity is found in him. So when you talk, he looks at you and goes, better leave this one of them bunch. They know what to do over there. They're going to speak the word and plead the blood and cast out devils, heal the sick, and raise the dead. You know what I'm saying? That's where you got to get better. Do you think the devil left the earth? <laughs> I mean, these people make you laugh. Like, you know, we used to see more manifestations. Yeah, well, what do you think? The devil left? He's just hiding. Look, I'm not talking about, you know exactly what I'm talking about. It's time to start living this Bible the way you need to live the Bible. And I know a lot of you do, but this is real. So I'm just giving you a refresh checkup from the neck up to make sure, hey, I'm keeping my brand of Christianity the way it needs to be because I got to go out in this world over here, and this world ain't getting no better. So I got a couple of things I'm going to share with you. I'm going to share them quick. The Lord gave them to me, and I want you to pull them in, okay? But I said all that to say this because I care about you. I love you. You I love you enough to tell you the truth uh, almost to the point of offending you. That's true. That ain't easy. Because, you know, they they told me when you start, well, you know, if you don't talk about some of the stuff you talk about, you, you, you know how many people you'd have in that church? They're serious, man. This is how they tell you to talk. Don't talk about that stuff. You get people mad, they get offended. They don't want to go to church. They'll go to another church. I'm serious, man. This is how people do church. I say, are you crazy? I'm going to see Jesus. Care less about the, the demographics I'm speaking to and all that stuff. I got to see the Lord one day. I'm accountable for everything I tell you. Care if I keep you happy? I love you, but I don't care if I keep you happy. You understand what I'm saying? But if you don't talk about that stuff, you know, the pe- more people will come and they'll like it and shorten it up and get them in and get them out and tell them how good everything is. Oh, uh, yeah, that's cute. Then one day I got to go see Jesus and tell him what I did when I was teaching you. Sorry, I'm not getting in trouble. I'm going to get in enough trouble as it is going to see Jesus, okay? I don't need you helping me, you know, because you know I'm going to timeout once I get there. You're like, sorry, no, just go right to timeout. You can see all the disciples later, not yet. I'm like, all right, where do I go? Be me, Peter, some of you. A lot more of you than you think you are going to be there with me. Don't lie. You might get there ahead of me, but you still might be in there. Come on now. I know how some of you roll. Pastor Chris, I hit him, but I repented after I hit him. Well, praise God, you're getting better. Hallelujah. Amen. Look at this Second Chronicles. We're in this. You know, God really specifically was laying this upon my heart. Because remember, this is how we started. In Second. Second Chronicles chapter 20, verse 2, Jehoshaphat sought the Lord in the fast to get a word. You know what I mean? And this is what I want to I want to tell you. Now, listen to me. Some of you corporately fasted, some of you don't even know what we're talking about because you came in this thing late. I don't really care. You can still get in on it right now. 
God will speak to you in the time of separating yourself to him and whatever he speaks to you is what you need to hang on to. Does that make sense? So God spoke to you during these 21 days. He gave you something. He said something, whether it was whatever it was, something big, something small, you know, hang on to salvation for the kids, whatever it is, God spoke to you in this 2020 time. You hang on to it. Don't let it go. I'm gonna give you practical keys to make it because you can do this thing. It says, Jehoshaphat was in trouble because a multitude of people were coming after him and he was afraid. So in his fear, he fasted, prayed, you know what I'm saying? And they sought the Lord. That's what it says there. They were coming from everywhere. They came from beyond the sea. They come to go get him. Say what? There comes a great multitude against them. Now keep going. Watch this. And it says what? It said, yep, keep going. And it said what? They fasted. And Jehoshaphat feared, set himself to seek the Lord, proclaimed the fast throughout Judah. We, we, we fasted and prayed corporately, right? You know what I'm saying? So we went in on this. So maybe you got something. Maybe you didn't get You're going to get something. You might get something while I'm preaching. Whatever you get, write it down. Keep it. Hold on to it. Don't let it go. Because a word, see, a word that God gives you needs faith to come to pass. So, right? So now Jehoshaphat is in a, se a season of distress, and he needs to get a word. Now watch this, okay? I'm just telling you. And, and he, stood, he stood, and Jehoshaphat feared, and in verse 4, they gathered themselves together and asked help of the Lord, even at all the cities. Jehoshaphat stood in the midst of the congregation, and he gave praise, and he spoke the word of the Lord, and he told them all. They brought the children. They came in. They got excited. In verse 14, it says, Then upon Jehaziel, what? The son of Zechariah, the son of Benaniah, the son of whoever the heck that is, said what? Hearken all you inhabitants, and then the king Jehoshaphat, he said, Thus says the Lord, Be not afraid nor dismayed, for the reason this growth to me, for the battle's not yours, it's God's. Verse 15. He said, Look, he said, You fast, you prayed, and the prophet spoke a word. Okay? Now, I don't care if I speak it, you heard it, or you got it on your own, that's prophetic. Does that make sense? God gave you something connected to a promise. As long as it's connected to a promise and the will of God, you can keep it. That's why he goes and says in Chronicles 20, 20, he says, you believe the word of the Lord, great, you'll prosper. You believe the prophet, you're going to prosper and you're going to have great success. Now look at verse, look at 2 Chronicles 20, 20. You're going to see this now. So they, they fasted, they prayed, they got a word. How many got a word? You know what I'm saying? How many guys are? And they rose early in the morning and went forth in the wilderness, right? Joseph had stood and said, hear me, O Judah, and all of Jerusalem. Go ahead. And what? He said what? Believe in the Lord your God, you'll be established. You believe what you just heard from the prophet, you'll prosper. So now you got that word. What's the word? We're going to go down the edge of the battle. We're going to shout and we're going to win. That don't make no sense. That's crazy. You got an army's coming against you. You're going to go down there. You're going to shout. You're going to win. Look, what, I'm going to give you the next part. Part two is even better. But I'm just telling you, you got something, hang on to it. I'm going to show you how to hold on to it. Because if you want change, it's going to come because you hold on to change. You understand what I'm saying? What did he speak to you in these 21 days? Write it down. Hold on to it. If he didn't speak none to you, go home this week and get a word. Get something from the word or get a word. You understand what I mean by that? Get something out of the Bible. Say, man, well, all, me and my house shall be saved. That's enough for me. I got it. Hang on to it. God will lead you to it. He'll direct you to it. When you get that word, don't let up off that word. What did God speak to you during these 21 days? And if he didn't speak nothing, go home and get an agreement. Say, God, you're going to tell. what? I don't know, your ministry, your family, your finances, your business, your job. I don't know what you guys got going on, but you know. I, I, prayed, your, I prayed your prayer request with you, but guess what? You got to have something to hang on to 21. 21 we're going to be in this year. You got to have a, a touch point to go back and say, that's my word. 
That's what God said. I'm believing God. Or maybe you just go back to that prayer and say, that prayer I prayed is my faith for the year. I'm staying right there. Now, watch this because this, this really helped me because the Lord spoke this to me and, and it got me. So you understand what I'm saying? Whatever God spoke to you, you got to hang on to. Don't let it go just because whatever's going on in life. You got to remember. Now, the Lord told me this. He said, you got to go back and remember what I spoke to you. And God spoke to us in Amos chapter 9, the beginning of the year. You remember this? Now, Miss Kathy's got this thing out there. God gave me this word. I, don't, I think it was like February or March or whatever it was, I got it. I don't remember when, maybe it was January. I don't know when I got it, but I got it and I gave it to you guys and I said, run with it. God said, you know, you got to go back to that word and refresh it in your head because I was in, it was January because I was going traveling and, 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 and it hit me and I came back and I, before I came back, oh, that's what it was. That's exactly what it was. It was January. I went to Atlanta. I talked to Miss Kathy. We were praying. I prayed. I went. I preached. I came back. I gave you this last year. Right after, right in the midst of the fast, the Lord spoke this to me. And God said, you know, you cannot let these words go. Go to this. Go to, now go to Amos 9-11, and you're going to see this, okay? Now write this down. Now this is your word. Now right now I'm a prophet, okay? You know what I mean by that? I'm releasing it. If I release it, you can have it. Don't be silly. Not take it. This is what you walking around. I'm releasing what God, we can read any scripture out of the Bible. Why am I reading this one? Because it's for you. It's for you. So you take it, bury it, put it in your heart, keep it. Don't let it go. He said this. He said, judgment day, well, I will also restore David's house. All the broken pieces I'll put together. I'll put the broken windows back. I'll replace the roof. I'll fix his house. Right? Everything under my sovereign judgment will fix. And this is what God spoke to us. God decreed it, and he said he'll do it. Now, here's our scripture right here. Boom. Yes, indeed. Now, this is what God spoke to us as a body, relevant. You say, I'm visited. Take it. You could have visited any day. Today's the day to visit. Some of you part, but some of you visiting like, I ain't never been here before. Well, I don't know why you ain't here. You were here today for this. I don't know why it was so important for me to go to church today or watch. This is why. Yes, indeed, it won't be long now. God's decree. What's that? Things are going to happen so fast your head will swim. That's the word he gave me. That's how we got expansion. You know, we're going to be talking about this is us next week, and we're going to be talking about these pieces of the puzzle and some of the leadership here in the church. Some of you guys know some of these guys are leaders, but I'm going to separate them to be leaders. I'm going to raise up brand new leaders for the next season. We expanded. I didn't even know this word came out. The word came out. Next thing you know, it's happening so fast. We're expanding. we got a campus here. we got a campus there. We're, going to, we're expanding the whole ministry. Got all this stuff going on. And I was like, I didn't know. God's like, you forgot the word I told you, silly. What did I tell you? He told me. I didn't remember it. All of a sudden, stuff started happening. Next thing you know, we got global expansion, and we got the church here, and got the church there, and God knows where else we're going to get church. Some of you going to better go get ready to pastor, because if I'm starting them, I ain't preaching in all of them. Yes, indeed. I'm gonna, I can't wait to get one in the Bahamas. You been praying for me? I told your daddy we could share them islands. He ain't got no problem with it. He told me it's okay. He gave me his blessing. Because I really feel the Bahamas needs me. How many else you feel that call of the Lord in your heart? Pray that out for me now, will you? I could be anywhere in the world. He's a pilot too. Praise be to God. He could just fly me where I want to go. Hallelujah. I feel Jesus in that. Don't you feel that? I don't, don't you think I look good in the Caribbean? Oh, my God. Praise the Lord. Man, we go to Bamboo Shack and just hang out all day. Oh, God, I feel the Lord. I'll tell you what. I need to go to Bamboo Shack today. I can eat something now. Hallelujah. Jesus, hallelujah, don't you feel the Lord in that? Some of you don't feel that? That's because you ain't been there. 
When God made the Bahamas, he was thinking good thoughts. I'm telling you right now, that's a good day. You know what it says? And God made it and it was good? That was a good one. Come on, somebody. Can't you see it? Relevant church. Praise the Lord. I'm prophesying it. I receive it. Amen. Yeah, it won't be long now. What? Things are going to happen so fast your head will swim. One thing fast on the heels of another. Woo! Now, look, that's your word. Now, you can take it or you can leave it, but if you take it, it'll start happening in your life. That'll be supernatural. It'll start spinning and speeding up. That's, we could have read any scripture in the Bible. We're reading this one. Why? That's the word God gave us. This is our word. Come on. Look, look, look at this. Look at this. You won't be able to keep up. Woo! My God, we start walking in this. I was like, my God, how are we going to do all this? We started expanding and got to get on a plane, go here, go there. I was like, my God, how am I going to keep up with all this? God's like, I'm just fulfilling that word I gave you, silly. Catch up. I told you it was going to happen. Why don't you listen? I say, what? You won't be able to what? It'll happen all at once. And everywhere you look, blessings. Oh, so I can tell by your faith, half of you ain't getting what I'm saying. Blessing. You ain't receiving me. He said, you want, a, you want the prophet's reward? Then receive what he's saying. Why am I reading this right now? Blessing upon blessing upon blessing upon blessing. Hey, you missing a great place to shout. Blessing upon, he got it. Blessing upon blessing upon blessing. Like, water, like, like wine pouring off the mountains. Come on, somebody. What does that mean? It's going everywhere. Come on. And hills, and I'll make everything right again for my people Israel. He's going to make it right again. Come on. How's he going to do it? What the word of the Lord. Now, here's the thing, right? So then I got this part, right? Now, write this down. This is going to mess you up. So then the Lord gives me this thing in Ezekiel. I don't even know what I'm going there for. I was like, go to Ezekiel. I read Ezekiel. I didn't even know what Ezekiel 40 was all talking about. So I read it. Look at Ezekiel 40. You ready for this? Did you pull that in? Did you write them down? Those are your scriptures for the year. Don't be a little silly, you. You write that down. Quick, quicker, quick. So fast, hey, make your head swim. Woo! <laughs> Praise the Lord. How many need some fast turnarounds? Yeah, see, you ain't paying attention. Like, let me do it like this. How many need your financial position to turn around fast? Now you're getting it. How many of you need a doctor's report to turn around real quick? Yeah. Now you get it. How many of you need that report they calling your kid? You know, your kid's a little out there, some of you. Don't go slow. Take it easy. Chill out. Go easy. You know what I'm saying? Little jokers out there, just a little nutty. And you're like, ooh, little nutty. How about a little nutty turns around real fast? Ooh, come on, some shaka bata. You see, you ain't getting my, See, it takes faith to activate it. See, like, I, I think I might believe it. It passed you by, bro. Yeah. I learned something. Man, I ever tell that story? I ever tell you that story? I was on the road. I went to Greenville, South Carolina, and I went to go see Brother Norville. It was funny. I got to talk about Brother Norville a lot today. And the Lord tells me on the car ride, he goes, Billy, he tells me this on the car ride. He goes, I'm going to move quick. I'm going to move fast. I'm going to move sharp. I'm going to be quick, sharp, and fast. And if you're not paying attention, you won't keep up. I said, man, this is me. This ain't nothing to do with God. Quick, sharp, fast. What are you talking about? It's driving. That's when we used to drive the van, you know, and you got the time to think. Driving the van. And I said, all right. I get there. I said, man, what do you mean quick, sharp? Man, I got in that first meeting, Brother Norval, and man, he moved quick, so quick, I missed him. Holy Ghost, he ditched me. He went, and I went that way. Man, I missed him. Darn it. I said, all right. By the time South Carolina comes around, I'll be ready. I get in the pulpit, South Carolina, right? I was so ready. The guy couldn't even stop playing the organ. I didn't preach one word. He played. He hit a note. I said, that's the note. Just play it over and over again. Over and over. It looked like God was pouring gas on these people. They were burning on the floor and flipping all over. I ain't getting weird with you. They're getting delivered. People were getting delivered all over. He said, I told you I was going to move quick. 
Here's the thing with the Holy Spirit you're going to learn. He don't wait for you to catch up. He moves. You don't move with him, you miss it. He opens doors. He, he understands sports. He opens a hole. If you don't run through the hole, the hole closes. You get hit. You got to move with the Holy Spirit. So when I go in there and give you that, you can't sit with that lethargic, oh, it might be for Brother Jerry. You know, it's Brother Jerry's birthday today, so give him a hard time. Don't punch him. Don't punch him, but a aggravate him just a little bit. He deserves it. Nah, just give him a little bit, right? Yeah, you see, that's good. I got to, I got you're the man, man. Come on. Hey, OG, come on. Listen, but I'm telling you, right, pull this in. You, you got to follow him because when it opens, you got to go. You can't just like, oh, I think that might be my word. No, what did I tell you? What did I tell you? He said quick. He's going to move fast. He's going to do it. Why, why, not, why, not, why not that kid that was 20 years of trouble one day just turn it around? Because you ain't, you ain't putting no faith in it. That's why. Why can't your financial situation turn around in one minute? Why can't a brand new door open for you in one minute? Why can't one step? Why, can't, why not? Why? He said, I'm doing so quick your head will spin. I'm going to do it so fast. Go back. Put that up there. Let them see that again now. If I, why can't? Because you got so much heartache and so much disappointment, you can't even believe anymore. That's why. You've had so many I stepped out on it didn't work. I seen promises didn't come to pass. I quit on even expecting God to move quick. I quit on God being expecting quick God. Put it up there. Let them see that Amos just one more time. You need to pull this in one more time and stop telling me what your marriage looked like. Stop telling me what these kids looked like. Stop telling me what the finances look like. Stop telling me all this stuff look like what it looked like and read the word of the Lord and go, well, the next thing I see out of that Bible, that's what I'm going to believe because that word is more true than my situation circumstances or anything outside experience yes indeed he's talking to you he ain't talking yes indeed person sitting it won't be long God's decreed something what's that things are gonna happen for you so fast your head's gonna swim one thing fast upon the heels of another is that your word let's hope so go look what it says what keep going you won't be able to keep up with everything people sitting in this See, everything will happen at once, and everywhere you look, blessing. 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 Everywhere you go, blessing. Everything you see, blessing, 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 blessing. So much so, I'm gonna pour it on the mountain. I'm gonna spill it over. It ain't gonna go everywhere, and I'm gonna make everything right. Woo! Praise the Lord. It's going to get right. Now, look at this Ezekiel thing, Ezekiel 40. You're going to like this. Yeah, I would take a lap. I would. Come on. Why not? Praise God. My faith, your, your response is your faith. You didn't know that? That's true. Write it down. Your response is your faith. Well, I didn't respond. That's because you ain't got no faith in what I said. I'm smart enough to know what I'm doing. I just don't get excited. No, you just ain't got no faith. You don't believe it yet. You will. It's not about excited. It's about your response is your faith. You're pulling there. And he said, now this is what God got me. And then he said to the man, he said, son of man, talking to you, look with your eyes and hear with your ears and fix your mind on everything I show you. For you were brought here for this. So I might show you them. Declare these things to the house of Israel. And the Lord said this. He said, you know what my people need to understand? I said, what's that? He said, this is so funny. God says, it was good. He gave me this thing. He said, because I've, I've hidden the miraculous in the ridiculousness. 
I'm going to say it 10 more times. Hey, I like that, though. He said, I've hidden the miraculous and the ridiculous. I said, what do you mean? He said, it's ridiculous to go down the edge of the battle and stand there and think you're going to win an army battle. But I hid in the miraculous and the ridiculousness of a situation. He tell you, go down there to the edge of the battle, speak the word. God's hidden the miraculous and the ridiculous. It's ridic- it sounds ridiculous. Go speak the word to a mountain. That's ridiculous. But in the ridiculous is the miraculous is hidden. So don't try to figure it out. Just go do what you're supposed to go do when you're supposed to go do it. Because the thing you're doing right now is releasing the miraculous, even though it seems very ridiculous. How's my seed going to change my fun? It might look ridiculous, but there's miraculous ability within it. How's speaking in a mountain going to do it? looks ridiculous with this problem so big. Don't worry about it. You're releasing the miraculous. How am I going to stand and believe God? If I look right now on paper, it don't look good. Don't worry about what it looks like on paper. Just know this. If you keep doing the ridiculous, the miraculous will sooner or later kick in. Because it looks ridiculous speaking to mountains. It looks ridiculous sowing seed when you need money. It looks ridiculous telling the doctor, I don't believe your report. It looks ridiculous doing the things that don't make no sense. It looks ridiculous by laying hands on sick people and they recover. You're telling me the hospital got all these gadgets and gizmos and you're going to lay hands? Guess what? It might look ridiculous, but guess what? He's hidden in the miraculous. Amen? Come on. Stay in the ridiculous. It leads you to the miraculous. Just stay in what you know to do. He said, what do you see, son of man? He said, do and say what you see. Don't come out of that. Okay? Now I'm going to give you five quick tips to hang on to this thing because we've got to take communion, all right? I don't want to let you go. Okay, number one, write these down. Don't be afraid. You know, I got, these out of, I got these out of Daniel. I got these out of Daniel chapter 10, verse 12. Yeah, write that down. Daniel 10 and 12. You want to see it? You can go there. Go to Daniel 10 and 12 in the Amplified. Give him that one, Angela, and then we'll just stay there, and I'll, I'll read the rest of them out. He said, fear not, Daniel. Let me tell you, the minute you set yourself to go pray, God heard you. The minute you set yourself to go pray fast, and let me tell you, you got a better covenant than Daniel got. He got a New Testament agreement. You got a New Testament life. But here's the good thing. Sometimes we get afraid when we go and step out in God because we're like, man, I'm out here with no, no directions. Don't be afraid. Number one, don't fear. Whatever you prayed, God heard you. Delay is not denial, and don't get distracted in delay. God heard you. They, things, things get worse. You know, I go pray for people, they get worse sometimes. I kind of almost expect it sometimes. I just went somewhere not too long ago. That it was bad. It was not good. They were like, we're going to have a bad, this is going to be bad. I said, well, let me go pray. I said, man, it'll get good. It'll usually get worse. Because the enemy wants, because see, I got to release more. I've learned this a long time ago. Some of you people that pray for people, let me help you. It takes me releasing more faith after I leave praying for you than I did when I went to go pray for you. You see what I just said? So I go pray for him, I go pray for him. That takes a little bit of faith. When I leave the room, that's when the faith kicks in. For a week from now, I got to hang on there. See what I'm saying? So I lay, I'm praying, so right? So don't, don't be afraid. God heard you, okay? He tells Daniel what he said. He said, he said, he said, fear not, Daniel, from the first day that you set yourself towards me and you humbled yourself before God, look what it says. He said, I got you. He said, your words were heard, and I have come. And I have come in response to your words. God's going to respond to your words that you prayed. You understand that? That's 1 John 5, 14 and 15. You don't have to go there. This is the confidence we have in him that we ask anything according to his will or his word. We know he hears us. If he hears me, his grant me petition, that which I ask. So you got that, right? So don't get afraid. 2021, don't get afraid. Fear is the only thing that can rob you. Doubt and fear go together. It rob you from God's greater blessing. So I don't care. Don't, I don't know. It's, just don't say, don't undo your prayers with your mouth. Just believe, okay? 
We're going to do this quick, okay? So you got this? Don't get afraid. We prayed it's getting worse. Don't worry about it. I just told you it's going to get worse. You know what I'm saying? Because you can't look at changed circumstances to tell me if your faith's working or not. Don't live by what you see. Just live by what you believe. Don't worry about it. Just go, yeah, I prayed it. Yeah, whatever. I don't care if it gets hell bent. Praise God. God's still in it. Don't get afraid. Number two, make the decision, and once you decide, don't go back. We're responsible and accountable for the decisions we make. That's Job twenty-two twenty-eight. You will decide on a matter, and it will be established for you. Let the light shine on your ways. What does he say? You, you know what I'm saying. You made a decision. Don't back up on your decisions. If that's what you said, then that's what you stand for. Now, God will work it out, but don't you go be in no, well, you know, I don't need it. Hush your mouth. I hate that stuff. You know, well, it's good enough. Now, if you believe God for 50 and the devil's trying to hold back the 20 left, no, you say, nah, man, I want what I want because that's what I said. Stop being on those vacillating Christians. You know, like, oh, it's okay. You know, because the enemy, he's a jerk. He's just like, oh, I did a little bit. You know, they're halfway delivered. Now, I bumped this halfway delivered mess. I want full everything I said because I got news for you. God is not trying to keep you from what you prayed. The only one you is is the devil. You understand that? So don't give me this business like, oh, you know, well, it's okay. It didn't work out. Nah, nah, nah. That's not what I said. That's why I'm going to teach you dominion this year. I'm going to teach you dominion. I'm going to teach you the authority of the believer in dominion because it's going to take that in the earth because the devil thinks he's sharp. He ain't sharp. He's smart. He's tricky. He's sneaky, but you can put him in your place, but you got to know who you are. A stronger than him got to show up. See, that's the thing. A strong man's got to show up. That's why weak-spirited people, they can't, they can't win. Right. You could be, I'm a Christian. Greater is he than me. Yeah, greater is he than you, but you better have a strong spirit. Otherwise, that greater one in you ain't going to do jack. That's why you got a bunch of carnal Christians running around trying to tell the devil what to do. The devil's laughing at him. He's like, you partied with me all last night. Now, today, you're going to tell me get up and leave? You can forget that, bro. He don't play that. He knows how to work you, man. That's why you don't let him get in there. You build a strong spirit. And you tell him what he's going to do, ain't, you ain't doing this nonsense. That's why we got some miracles in here. We got miracles. You see these testimonies we're going to get for this, for this thing, you know? And somebody's going to say, what if, what, if we, what if we go through a tough spot and we, get, we, we, we just get back up and keep rolling? You don't get it. You don't stop just because, you know, you just go for it. Decide. Here's another one. Purpose in your mind, you're not going to give up. Purpose in your mind, you're not going to give up. Your mind, is, your mind, your will, and your emotions are tough. Purpose in your mind, you're not going to give up. Did you get that? Is that okay? Yeah. I believe in God. I'm purpose in mind. The word purpose is defined as this, to set an aim, intention, or a goal for oneself. Once you set that mindset, don't you leave. You understand that? Don't you back up. You purpose in your mind. I got that thing, and I'm not coming out of it. That's what we believe for. We'll come back. We keep thanking God, but that's what we believe for, Okay. How about this one? Purpose in your heart, too. Now, that's a little bit different. Why is that? From the first day when you set your mind and heart to understand me. That's what he said in Daniel. Remember that? What purpose? What is he saying? For what? I've set this very day. The purpose of my in, in, in encouragement is a heart thing, encouraging my heart. It's a spirit thing. Does that make sense? So my spirit and my soul. So I got to have my mind. Let's just say my mind is I'm staying per- connected with my purpose in my mind, my will, and my emotions. I'm not going to let my will talk me out of it. I'm not going to let my emotions be like a yo-yo and quit on it. I'm going to keep my mind, my will, and my emotions. I demand it. I'm staying there. And now I'm going to take care of my spiritual part. I'm not coming off of it with my spirit. I'm going to keep my heart connected to it. That's what we prayed. That's what I believe. That's what I expect. Write it down. Go back to it. Revisit it. Whatever it is. Pull out your prayer request. Pull out your dream. Pull out your plan. Pull out whatever it is. And don't let go of it. That's what I said. And I'm not backing up on what I said. 
well, you know, it's eight months in and you ain't seen it. Be quiet. Don't go tell your head, shut up. Be quiet. I said it. I believe it. I'm standing in it. I ain't letting it go. This is what I said. This is what I believe. Because, you know, Ken Hagen said this. He said, when you're willing to stand forever, you're not going to have to stand very long. That's the problem. You got give up in you. Don't you give up. You don't quit. You don't quit. You know, I think that's true. Like someone say, Pastor Chris, you, no, I don't quit. You know why? Because once you quit once, you get familiar with it. You keep doing it again. Don't quit. You know, okay? Here's another one too. Humble yourself. Humble yourself. Now, let me tell you what humble is. Humble just means this. You're going to relinquish your own opinion about it. So I'm going to tell you, that's a good one right there. You can play. Okay. Just make that the last one. You got to humble yourself. I, I, got no, I, ain't got, I don't have an opinion no more about stuff. See, that's the problem where people get in trouble. They still got an opinion about stuff. Just lose your opinion about it. Just say what God says about it. I don't have to understand it. I just got to be a doer of it. Does that make sense? Humbling just means this. I don't want to have an opinion no more. I'm going to say what God says about a matter, and that's the end of it. Well, I don't know why this happened. I don't know either. Don't worry about why, what, who, where, wins, or how. Just know this. That's what God said, and that's the end of it. This is what we're going to say in the house. Don't undo with your mouth what Jesus did with your faith. You know what I'm saying? Don't undo with your mouth. You believe it? You found a promise for it? Stay on it. Don't start saying something, talking lack, unbelief, all this other stuff. Don't get in all that. Once you start doing that, you're undoing what God did. You know, and, and, and I'm going to tell you something. Now, oh, yeah, I felt that in the Lord. Now, listen to me. I'm going to give you a crash course right here now. Okay? Now, pay attention to me. You're either speaking out of Adam or you're speaking out of Jesus about every situation in your life. Stop identifying these things with fallen man. You know what I mean by that? It's like this. Well, you know, that kid is just messed up. Hush your mouth. Stop identifying with this thing, with Adam, and start identifying them in Jesus. You know what I'm saying? There's some words you can't say. There's some communication you don't need to talk about no more. Don't even say it. It ain't going to help you. You understand what I'm saying? You're going to sound nutty to your friends that don't believe like we believe, so call up a believer that really knows what they're talking about. They'll get it. Because you're going to look at a situation and go, man, that thing's in left field. You're going to be talking over here, and people are going to be looking at you like, what are you, from Mars? Just tell them I'm from heaven. I don't talk like that. You know what I mean? And when you start talking like that, people look at you like, whoa, okay. Well, yeah, you're all right. But I'm being serious because there's certain things better left unsaid. Don't say it. And it's a situation like this. Like sometimes somebody you've been believing God for or maybe you've been expecting or maybe the business. I don't know what you're believing God for. And it doesn't look like it looks. And everybody wants you to identify with fallen state of man and say, it ain't, it can't, it won't, it shouldn't, doesn't look good. You got to keep your mouth on calling those things that be not as though they were. You know what I'm saying? So you got to start. Well, that's, that's what God does. God don't call it the way it is. He calls it the way he wants to be. Remember we were in this series. Let me be quick. He shows up at Lazarus. Lazarus is dead. He ain't, he don't care. He showed up to pray. He prayed up for Jairus' daughter. She's dead. You know what he told her? She's sleeping. Okay, now Jesus is a liar. No, he ain't a liar. He never lied a day in his life. He, she's dead. He says she's sleeping. Because he never speaks at a matter where it is. He speaks where it's going to end up. There ain't nothing wrong with speaking where it's going to end up. Don't speak into where it's at, because where it's at right now might not look good. Speak where it's going. Speak the end of it in the beginning. Oh, no, she ain't dead. She's sleeping. She's sleeping, bro. She's dead at the door now. We go in there, and she's dead. He said, nah, she's asleep. Because when resurrection power shows up, everything turns around. See what I'm saying? Now, when you're in it, though, you think, like, oh, he lost it, man. They laughed at him. They're like, Jesus, he's gone. 
Now he's like, I don't speak to things where they are. I speak to them where they're going to end up. That's what you got to start. Start speaking to finished matter. How's that marriage? Oh, right now, don't look too hot. Don't say nothing about that thing. Leave it alone. Don't talk about none of that. You know what it looks like in general. Talk to God. Let me tell you how to do this. Go to God with your problems. Stop going to people. People gossip. They talk too much. They should shut up, but they don't. They don't know how. You don't need nobody. Go tell your problems to God in prayer away from everybody and then come in public and speak what God tells you to speak. Go to God in private with your heartfelt concerns and your what? Your stuff. You understand what I'm saying? And go in public and talk like you living with a new dude. I'm telling you, that's how you do it. Go in there with God. Let it all hang out. God, this stinks. I think you stink, it stinks, he stinks, she stinks, the whole thing stinks. Is it, don't have nobody around for this. You don't want nobody recording this. This can be a bad day for you. I'm mad. Some of you done cussed in the presence of God. I know you have. Can't take it on. Beep, 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 beep. He's cool. He, big, he got big enough shoulders to handle it. You need to just chill. You guys act all like holy and, oh, I go in there and I bathe myself in oil before I come into the presence of God. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Nah, man, you in there raw. I know how some of you are. This kid is driving me up a wall, God. Blah, blah, blah. Let it out in private. And then you get in public and say, ooh. And you speak where you want them to be, not where they are. Hello, mighty man of God. Joker so drunk, coming to the house, bombed out his mind. Hello, mighty man of God. How are you? They'd be like, who in the world are you talking to? I'm talking to you. See what I'm saying? You got to speak them where they're going. Not talk to them. See, remember this. Remember this. I'm going to show you something here now. This is a powerful tool. If you speak to a situation where it's at, that's as far as it can go. Faith ended. You got to speak to it where it's going. It can catch up. If I say, boom, that's it. It's done. If I say, pop, right here, they can grow into it. Let something grow into it. You talk to that business where it's at, talk to it over here. I'm telling you, man, it's a world lot a lot of people live in, but you got to start downloading your head to think like that. And some people, you can't talk around like that. You just got to like, all right, just be chill here. Yeah, yeah, praise the Lord. And when they leave, you do what you got to do. You got to stay in this mindset. Why? Because as this year comes, pressure is going to come from that promise. You don't let nobody take it. Say, man, man, it's going to be my best financial year yet. How in the world are you going to do that? God's got to work it out. Woo, expansion, all that stuff. You're going to do it, amen? amen? You know what I'm saying? But use those little elements. They're quick. They're, ba- they're like quick little <laughs> five little points, like boom, boom, little baby points, you know? You got your own too, you know? You know I got to do this, got to do this, got to do this. But you know. And I'm really proud of you guys because what you did, now you got momentum. Don't lose this momentum you got by praying now. Some of you should keep this lifestyle. Amen? So we're going to take communion. Um, everybody that does not have communion, I think I'm supposed to do this. Is this right? Raise your hand. If you do not have communion, keep your hand in the air and if someone comes. We got these little... Cup dispensers, but they might have a hand. Nobody, nobody breathe on your, your communion. Don't worry about it. Amen. So if y'all worried about getting breathed, I mean, serious, man. You know, hey, look at it. My God in heaven, they got masks and gloves on. Praise the Lord. We're so tight here at Relevant. Praise the Lord Jesus. That's good, though. You should. You got to do this stuff, man. We're taking, we're taking this in serious, you know. I'll be like, you know, people like, you know, that's why. I, so some of you didn't get the, buy, the, little, the little thing, you know, the little cuppy thing. I got some extras anyway, anyway. You want one? You guys got one? Come here. Oh, don't drop the communion, bro. You get in trouble, Catholic Church. They cut the rug out, you drop that, man. 
You know that? It's true. We're over here, like we're at the house. Oh my God, my wife's got, she's done. She, we took communion with Diet Coke. What is it, Diet Coke? Coke Zero and, and Ritz Crackers, was that the other day? Oh my God, she'd been taking communion every day and she, we were in a hurry. Were we coming home or going somewhere? She's like, we got to take communion. I was like, all right, get the communion. We were taking Ritz Crackers and Diet Coke. I was like, God almighty, this should be blasphemy or something. <laughs> hey, you know what? With those kids, I'm just believing God. So drink all the, the praise God. Maybe, maybe anointed, amen? But she was real serious about taking communion. So we, one day we were late and we just did it. And now, we got, now we're official. We have grape juice, amen. you know? You know, got out of grape juice, you know, so I was like, all right. So she was down, man. We're doing communion every day. It was kind of cool. I got the kids to do communion. You should have seen that one. Oh, man, when they're in a hurry, oh, my God. <laughs> Jesus had bread, gave it. Everybody would take it, eat it. I was like, what is that? That was Lauren's prayer. Can you believe it? <laughs> Just kidding. I got to keep you guys on your toes around here. Come on, man. <laughs> keep your toes on here. Amen. All right, y'all ready? I got to take a minute. Everybody got it? Now, listen. Here's the one thing you got to do before you do communion. You just got to check your heart. If there's something not right, get rid of it. Got unforgiveness, let it lose. Now, it might not be like you might not be feeling all of it. Just get it under the blood. If something's like kind of like, hey, you know what? I got to get it. Deal with it. That's the only thing communion says. You don't want to take this wrong. So if you got to forgive, just forgive. If something's going on, just pray right now. Say, God, if there's something I got to do, just do it. Okay. Now, after you do that, here's the cool part. Jesus and the night that he was betrayed, he took this body, right? He took this bread, like his body. He broke it, gave it to the disciples. But here's what he said. He said, every time you do this, you do this and remember to me. Now, there's a lot in here, okay? Now, this is just a cracker thing or, you know. But here's what you got to remember. See, you, 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 how many of you fasted a little bit? You know what I mean? Gave up some stuff. Now, I'm not, I'm not putting nothing on nobody, but you put your flesh under. Man, was that not like mortification, you know what I mean? Like, oh, my God. If I, I told you guys, you guys that do the Daniels fast, you're like, oh, my God, can I just eat something besides nuts? I'm going to choke somebody. Your body, when it doesn't get what it wants, is wild. You know what I mean? It's crazy, ain't it? So, like, the other day, I was really pressing in, you know, and I was like, I'm just dying everywhere. And nothing was going right. You know, it was just even more. And I loved it. I was like, I, I was like everywhere I was turning, it was like death. It was really cool. Right. I was hungry. I couldn't eat. I was like, oh, I'm dying good. I wanted to go do something and close. And I was like, great. I wanted to, they were like, go do this. I was like, no, I'm not going. I'm just going to do it to myself. I love it. And I was in this place like mortifying my flesh. My flesh was squirming, wanted to get out. I was like, you're staying. You're going to die. Just shut up. You don't get what you want. And I started thinking, I was like, this is so little. It was like one day for a couple hours, I didn't get what I wanted. And I really felt like, oh, I'm really mortifying it, you know? When you mortified it, you know what you did? You put yourself in remembrance of what he did for you for eternity. So that little sacrifice that you gave up, that little, compared to what he did, it was like a, that's it. He went to a cross, endured the shame of it, and loved every minute of it because he knew you were on the other side of him sacrificing and surrendering himself. So when you get ready to do this, this ain't just eating a wafer. This is understanding that he gave up his life so you can have life. And every time you surrender your life to follow his life, you ain't really doing nothing. We ain't really doing nothing. There's no give up in that. We didn't have the power to do it without him. Stop thinking it's your life. It's not. Your life belongs to him. 
And every time you do this, do this in remembrance of him because you can live this life now you couldn't live before without him giving you life. Got a whole new meaning now and a lot more thanks because I understand, God, I can do it today because of what you did for me. And I got no problem doing it because you gave me the power to do it. You could partake. He took this cup. He said, man, he said, this is the cup of my new testament. Now, listen, uh, that Old Testament wasn't enough. See, with the Old Testament, they had to go back in. But this is the cup of the New Testament. There's a brand new set of rules because of this cup. There's a brand new set of agreement based on grace, not on works. There's a brand new life been given because of this cup. He said, every time you do this, you do this in remembrance of me. But you got to think about this cup. This cup was this. It's a covenant based upon grace because of his shed blood. It's a covenant based upon mercy because of his shed blood. Everything he did on that cross, he did for you. And every time we do this, we're supposed to put ourselves in remembrance of what he's did. What did he do? He sacrificed himself so you can have an empowered life to live in the earth. He took it upon him so you don't have to take it upon you. This is the cup of my new testament. Brand new set of rules. Brand new power and ability. Brand new access to grace and mercy. Every time you do this, do this in remembrance of me. You can partake. Father, as we've eaten and we've drunk from this cup and we've seen in the word and we understand what you've done, we thank you, Lord, that we don't deserve anything, but we accept everything that you've done. We thank you for your ultimate sacrifice. We thank you for your blessing. We thank you for your favor. We thank you, Lord, for coming into our life and transforming it. And Father, we thank you for these 21 days. We thank you that we, we sought your face. We prayed our prayers. We gave our seed. And we're believing that our life will never be the same again. So Father, I just thank you and I ask you for each and every person at the sound of my voice that you bless them and keep them and watch over them all the days of their life. In Jesus' mighty name we pray, amen. Praise the Lord. When you guys are passing in your cups, I want you to know something. I believe, um, yeah, they're coming. I don't know which way they're coming, whatever way they come. If you got cups uh, to to throw away, I just want to let you guys know, I really believe, uh, I'm going to leave you with this, and I know a lot of you know this. You made up a lot of ground, and you have a lot of God conscious right now. You know what I'm saying? A lot of you have really pressed in. You've built some... some, uh, set motions in life now. Maybe you, maybe you spent more time with God. Don't let that season leave you. You know what I mean? You've gotten some discipline. You know, I always like, I always like in this time of year to running. You know, you're a runner. You guys are track people, you know. But if you run, if you run and you stretch, like how many of you feel like, oh my God, if I had to run a quarter of a mile right now, I'd pass out. You know what I'm saying? But if you ran that quarter mile and you got good and trained to run a quarter mile, Right now, you'd be like, man, I can run a quarter mile. Man, I'm ready for a half. Some of you are walking. Like, man, if I got to walk from here to the corner, man, I'll be wiped out. But if you start building your endurance of walking, you ain't got no problem. Now you can walk a little bit more than before, right? You did that with your spirit over this time. You stretched yourself for some endurance. I'm not saying, like, some of you are like, Pastor Chris, I shut it all down. I was in the world. I understand. But don't give up all the ground. Build a saving heart. Like, hey, I was getting up every day and praying. I'm going to keep that habit. You know what? Maybe I can't go as long as I was going, but every morning I can get up and thank the Lord. Right? Maybe it's five minutes extra praying in the spirit. I got that going. I'm keeping that. What did you do over these 21 days 
that you said, you know what, I could, I, could build, I could talk to God every day on the way to work. That ain't hard. You know what I mean? I could spend a little time in prayer. Or maybe you buddied up during this thing. You know, you got some good prayer partners, right? You're like, man, we'll keep that intercessor group I got going, man. We're going to keep praying. I told Miss Kathy, you know, I prayed um, the Monday the Monday we were here, no, Monday, what am I talking about? The Saturday we were in the church praying that first Saturday, I laid hands on all these people. I think the ministry of intercession is so important. And I laid hands on all you guys and girls that are in that thing. I asked her to keep you guys together all throughout the year so you guys can pray out stuff. You know what I mean? And if you got the ministry, if you want to get in it. Now, listen now. Miss Kathy's right in the back. Miss Kathy, wave, because some people don't know who you are. Miss Kathy sets all the prayer groups. We're praying every single day in this church. Somebody's praying. They Zoom call. They come physical. They pray. You need, maybe you need um, accountability in prayer. Guys, I'm telling you, that's how I got it. I, got, I used to pray every morning, every morning. I would show up and pray. Start a Zoom call. Why are you not building connection that keeps you accountable? Like if I knew you guys were waiting for me 5 o'clock in the morning tomorrow, bro, I'm going to get up. I don't want to get up, but I know you are going to be there. I'm going to get up. Or 8 o'clock in the afternoon, whatever. Build safeguards to be like, you know what? My spirit man is going to be strong this year. I'm going to get with a reading plan, and I'm going to get with some of these guys, and we're going to make sure we keep one another accountable. We're going to read one proverb a day. Give me a break, man. We could do this. Who could do the one proverb a day club? You know what I mean? One proverb a day. Come on, right? Figure out something. 31 days, man. Every year, every, I'll do proverbs for a day for the whole year. Let's see how it does for my life. That's all. And they make sure. Hey, Shane, you do it? I did it. Hey, Addison, you do it? Yeah, I did it. You guys go. We get in a group text, and we make sure the proverb, the proverb a day club gets done. Who's starting that? I'm telling you, man, this is what you do. And then you know what? Man, I don't want to be that guy that didn't do it. You know, and then you're always the one guy that didn't do it, didn't show up for prayer, didn't do this. Oh, darn, man. These guys are going to bust my chops. Let me just get this in. You read it and get it done. And, you know, the kid um, was telling me the other day, he said, oh, I don't like reading. I said, listen to it. You can listen to everything now. Just listen to it. Make sure you listen to it, though. Listen to it every day. Where are you going to build the adjustment to make this 2021 look better than all the other years? That's all. How long is it going to take you to read one proverb per day? Three minutes? Maybe. You know what I'm saying? What's going to take to join a prayer group? When I'm, let me tell you something. Some of you get too little much for these people. Let's have five minutes of prayer. I'm going to pray for five minutes with the guys. Let's go. We just pray and tell us for five minutes. Man, you can't do that. You can do that. Every day, a couple minutes. I'm just telling you now, man, you, what happens if you run three miles a day, you built all the way up, and then you stop running, and you don't run for 10 years? You got to start over. Because you ain't going to run no three miles if you, come on, man. You built some stretch. Keep the capacity. You got it. Amen? Stand up on your feet. You did great. I'm so proud of you guys. I really am. Amen? Lift your hands to heaven. Just say this out loud. Say, Jesus, 2021 It's going to be the best year of my life. Thank you, Father, that my needs are being met and my prayers are being answered. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. We love you guys. God bless you. Thank you for listening to this episode of Relevant Live with Pastor Chris. If you are interested in learning more about Relevant Church, we invite you to visit us today at relevantfl.org. And don't forget to subscribe to our channel to hear more messages like this one every single week. And as always, welcome home.